Yo, I'm Chad. And this is Eric. And together we are... Yeah, man! Yo, Joe! Yo, Joe! Dude, G.I. Joe, the movie is one of the greatest movie intros of all time, Eric. Oh, yes, G.I. Joe, the animated movie, 1987. That is... Without a doubt, a kick-ass opening scene. I mean, it's 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 kick-ass. There's music pumping. You're yeah. getting like you're getting everything that you wanted the movie to be, and then the rest of the movie is a freaking letdown. It's not too bad. I, I, I felt like it was. I felt like well, child child Chad and adult Chad, you know, have different tastes. But like yeah. way back in the day, I was like, why couldn't why couldn't they have just made the first couple minutes into the whole movie? It was great. The funny thing is, is according to legend. The beginning of that movie was actually the end of the movie. Really? Originally, yes. That's why, remember, they uh, the higher-ups, like Destro and Marinus, they make Cobra Commander take the bomb and go as, like, an errand boy and put himself at risk. Ah. So, like, and, and the way that it was playing out originally, it was kind of like, you know, because he was on the outs with everybody. Mm-hmm. So he kind of had to prove himself. So, yeah, that was originally supposed to be uh, a, a possible end sequence. And then, you know... All that other shit happened, and so it just became the best <laughs> opening of all time. Yeah, and then and then it goes to what was what was her what was the the bald chick with the ponytail? Pythona. And then and then it goes to Pythona excreting some kind of like acid out of her fingernails, yeah. uh, getting into Joe headquarters, and the rest is horrible history. Yeah, it's not too bad, but yeah, it's it's not what we wanted to do, but. I just fucking watched G.I. Joe Retaliation, a.k.a. G.I. Joe 2, and I'm fucking pumped. A.k.a. G.I. Joe The Rock. G.I. Joe The Rock. Yo, Joe! <laughs> dude. Dude. Yes. It's everything I always wanted. Oh, it's, good. It's the fucking best. Oh, my God. I loved G.I. Joe 2. I loved it. Cool. Loved so they made, it. They made a, so Hollywood made a good G.I. Joe movie? Oh, my God. It was so good. It was so good. Now, I am obviously a G.I. Joe fan. Had the yes. action figures. Watched the show. Collected the comics. You know, mm-hmm. so as like an unofficial G.I. Joe historian, I've got a lot going into this movie. You know, and okay. it did not let me down at all. That's awesome. I mean, they did everything you wanted them to do. You know, if you really? had to make like a list of stuff, you're like, all right, you know, jaded nerd movie person, you know, like... How do you want them to not fuck up this movie? And you made a list. It's all there. Like, wow. The characters are amazing. The costumes actually look like what you expect them to look like. Great. Like Cobra Commander. Firefly even looks like Firefly mm-hmm. is supposed to. Storm Shadow. Like, they got all the bad guys right. Um, the Joes were good. The action was intense. Oh, fuck. It was, I mean, like I had like... 15 boners in the movie theater all at one time <laughs> like it, it was amazing like as a fan of gi joe they mm-hmm. nailed it they nailed it it's all you could ask for clearly they had you know some, the guy who directed it he you know he liked gi joe's as a kid and stuff you know right. there are callbacks to the comic there are callbacks to some of the action figure vehicles there are callbacks Damn. there's a fucking callback to oh, a scene in the gi joe the animated movie i felt in my mind you know how like wow. when, when Pythona first in, uh, infiltrates the Terradrome, mm-hmm. she cha- she gets up to the electrified fence and she puts that weird eel creature and it chomps through the bars. 
Yes. Well, in the very beginning, Roadblock comes up to a fence, and he puts, like, these heated pads on his hand, and he goes, zzz, and, like, melts through the fence. I kind of, <laughs> I, I understand this is a stretch, but I kind of felt like that was, like, a callback. That's <laughs> awesome, dude. To the animated movie. I mean, as a fan, I was like, holy shit, man. Like, I, I you know, I don't want to, like, spoil everything and stuff, so I'm, I'm being a little vague. But, like, as a fan of G.I. Joe, who knows a ton about it, very, mm-hmm. very satisfied they nailed some of the relationships right. I mean, it was it was fucking awesome. Good. It's about flipping time. I couldn't believe it. Now, here's the cool thing about the movie. Just like is when you watch the cartoon. Mm. Is it cheesy? Yes. But it takes itself seriously. And that's what you want. When you watch the cartoon, the cartoon pretended for things to be serious. <laughs> but then it ended up being kind of cheesy. You can right. appreciate that. That's the way it's supposed to go. Same with this movie. The movie takes itself seriously. In fact, do you really think in the beginning of the movie that G.I. Joe is the world's highest special ops team? Right. But then some cheesy stuff happens. That's the right order. When the first G.I. Joe movie came out three, four years ago, they were like, well, G.I. Joe's cheesy, so we're just going to make it cheesy. And then as you watch it, you can't take it. You can't enjoy it because you're like, well, Mm -hmm. they don't fucking care. They're being cheesy because they got a Wayans brother as a Joe. And they run around in robot accelerator suits. It was, like, fucking right. stupid, you know? It's like, they didn't even, they just, you know, too many jokes and stuff. And and so you, you just can't, you know, it takes you out of it. You, you, you want them to pretend it's serious, even if it's not. And that helps you put you in the proper frame. That's great. And this got it right. This got it right, man. The action was awesome. You know, there are some cheesy moments, but it doesn't matter because it's fucking G.I. Joe. It's, you know, it's what it's supposed to be. Awesome. Well, I, I, I've seen so many interviews with like The Rock talking about how he's like franchise Viagra, and you know, stick him in any movie, you know that, um, you know that that kind of sucked before. Like, put him in the sequel, or put him in Fast and the Furious, you know, five, six, whatever, yeah. and he'll just make it better. And he does. Like, like we've said, you know, he made, you know, Adam to the Mummy at Fast and Furious, GI Joe, uh, Journey to the Center of the Earth, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. a- anything you add him to, yeah, he is, he's awesome. But I mean. This was awesome. Cobra Commander was awesome. That's great. He doesn't get a lot of screen time. And that's the thing. Like, no one really gets a ton of screen time because they just they incorporate so many people. They just keep kind of bouncing around. And that's okay, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, they don't have any dumbass storylines. Like, in the first one, you know, Duke was uh, he was a strange lover with Baroness. Yeah, And they had weird. all those military callbacks. None of that shit happens, dude. It's awesome. Yeah. And... For anyone that needs continuity from the first movie, they tie it into the first movie. Okay. But pretty much painless and seamless. They kind of have a couple callbacks here and there to the first movie, and they just kind of say, yep, yep, we understand. We're still in that universe, and now mm-hmm. we can go forward. Great. Like, wow. Well, holy shit. If you are a fan of G.I. Joe, yes, you will love this movie. Now, our dad loves action movies. Mm-hmm. If he watched this, he'd be a little confused. He would love the action you know, he'd love all the violence and stuff. You know, he, he won't get the same thing out of it as we do. You know, he doesn't understand Sto- who Storm Shadow is, you know, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So he won't get as much out of it. But he, he would still enjoy all the battles and the rock and stuff. Well, that's cool. You know, I feel like so many movies that are based on big properties, they spend the whole movie kind of introducing you to these characters mm-hmm. instead of just telling a story, you know, that involves these characters. So, yeah, I think that's kind of cool that they didn't be like, okay... We're going to take 10 minutes and show you who Storm Shadow is, and we're going to talk about him for a while, and then he could do something awesome. Oh, it's, it's fucking great. And like I said, they don't have any weak-ass 
pussy storylines. You know, it's mm-hmm. like you know, like each one of them might have like one minute where mm-hmm. they kind of talk about their passion. You know, like Lady J has like one scene where she mm-hmm. kind of talks about you know uh, how she feels about her dad. You know, like Ro- Roadblock <laughs> might have Roadblock might have one scene. Like they don't waste any fucking time on useless shit, and it's just all special ops and and guns, 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 and yo, Joe, <laughs> like. It's really good, man. If you were a GI Joe wow. fan, that's shit. I'm so I'm so glad to hear that, man. Like, good. When, when you watch this, you're like, fuck. Like, you know, like when you saw the when I saw the first Transformers movie or the first GI Joe movie, it was or even Phantom Menace. It was like I'm going to see this and I'm kind of enjoying it because of the things that came before it, but I'm also kind of making excuses for it. This mm-hmm. movie is like fuck yeah this movie nails it you're like god (laughs) damn i wish transformers had been you know like this where they really you know just Mm -hmm. make it make it right man this is awesome like they don't have to make another joe movie i'm good with this one but they if they made another one i feel pretty strongly about it and right and this is the first weekend it's out and it's doing really well it's already made its money back um it's 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 done it's made more money overseas than the last one did in its entire run Wow, that's so, crazy. Yeah, I mean, last, last, you know, people around the world were like, fuck Wayans, brother, last time. It's like, <laughs> this makes no sense. But, um, so it's doing well. That's that's good. Well, you know, that's that's great. Every time, you know, it's it really pays to know your stuff in, like, the geek community. Like, it, it pays to serve the nerds. Yeah, man. You know, and, like, if you, if you do a property, and as we're all aware, you know, and it sucks and it totally bombs, then you get this terrible uh, street cred. You know, like um, like when the first Resident Evil movie came out, everybody was like, "My God, she jump kicks a dog! That's not Resident Evil! Come on, right. Paul W. Is it Paul Anderson or Paul W. S. Anderson? Nah, I, forget. I think it's the W. S. in there. Yeah, but it's just like, seriously, guys. Okay, whatever. You know, and we all, but there's like, we all hope that somebody will do it justice down the road. You know, like, um, when the Batman started to suck, we all collectively hoped for, like, a better Batman film to bring us back in. Yeah. Ex- and it happened, and we're so thankful to the people who do that. Exactly. Like, when the first G.I. Joe movie came out, and they fucking destroyed what Cobra Commander's supposed to look like, anyone that doesn't know G.I. Joe doesn't care. They're just there, and they're like, oh, okay, Cobra Commander's. But everyone that does know what Cobra Commander looks like is pissed. Mm-hmm. So this time they said, you know, instead of, you know, taking artistic liberties and coming up with our own <laughs> versions, let's just fucking make Cobra Commander the way it's supposed to look like. Then the nerds will be happy, and the people that don't know what he's supposed to look like will just accept what he looks like. Yeah. Like, that's the way you fucking do it. You know, you 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 don't give Snake Eyes a rubber mouth. You fucking give what? Snake... That's what uh. he did the first, in the first G.I. Joe. He kind of has, like, a rubber mouth. This one, oh, just fucking put Snake Eyes with some battle armor and put the night visor on, and you're set. I mean, you know, Firefly looks like okay. the Firefly does, you know? And, like, you don't have to do that for the people that don't understand Joe. But for us, we're like, cool. <laughs> oh, I think, you know, it's been a long, it's been a long, uh, like, 10, 15 years, man. From, like, the beginning of geek franchises becoming huge properties and being turned into movies to now. Like, it's been a long road. And mm-hmm. I feel like we're finally sort of, like, we're now in the Whedon Avengers era mm-hmm. where they put a huge nerd in charge of the biggest film franchise uh, in history. And uh, and they're respecting, like, okay, all right, this is this is a good show. This is why people were interested in it. Let's do it justice so we can serve both audiences. Yeah, it, it was awesome, dude. Like, now, I will have to say, um, you know, like, 
the whole origin of the Snake Eyes Storm Shadow thing is the fact that mm-hmm. everyone thinks Storm Shadow killed the Hard Master <laughs> when he didn't, you know, and that kind of you know throws it off. And in the first movie, they kind of show the flashback, you know, to Snake Eyes seeing that looked like Storm Shadow killed the Hard Master. So of mm-hmm. course, in this one, their other sensei, he's either the Blind Master or the Soft Master, or he's both, is played <laughs> by um, the Rizza from the Wu Tang Clan. Really? So, of course, you know, of course a Wu-Tang Clan member should be, like, a, you know, Shaolin monk. It's perfect. Well, yes. Um, he's terrible. Aww. You know, he's, he's the blind master. Uh, he's pretty terrible. But it's okay. I like that they did it. I mean, but when he's on there talking, you just kind of laugh out loud a little bit and stuff. And um, that's probably the cheesiest part. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, they just throw so many ninjas in there that it's okay. <laughs> you know, it's like they really, uh, they really had to stretch to get. You know, on all the commercials, you see all the ninja mountaintop scene, right? And all the commercials, and it's pretty contrived to get there, but it's okay. It's like ten minutes of ninjas, and you're just like, oh, all right. And then after it's over, they get back to the real plot. Um, but yeah, the the Rizza, it is kind of you know, I, I'll I'll give it that much. It's probably the cheesiest part, but it's okay, man. It's cool, and it's nice to see that Bruce Willis can accept being second fiddle. You know, okay. He's he's a contributing character, a supporting character. He's not a main character. It's not mm-hmm. all about him. It's not Die Hard eighteen. <laughs> and he works. <laughs> he works in this. Okay, so, well that's good. Fuck. It all was, right, so it was good, man. Good action. The Rock is awesome. Million Dollar Smile. Uh, Duke did not dominate. I was very happy with uh, how they used Duke. Let's just say that without spoiling anything. I was happy with uh, Duke. He sucked in right. the first movie. I was happy with the decisions they made with him. Well, hooray for that. Fuck yeah, man. Can you tell how amped I am? Totally. It's like just like just drank like ten Red Bulls in a row. I'm telling you, if you're a G.I. Joe fan, go see this shit right now. If you're not a G.I. Joe fan, eh, you know, maybe watch something else. But if you're a G.I. Joe fan, <laughs> I guarantee you you will like it. I'm just you know, I'm just happy that the nerd community has another awesome you know movie under its belt you know it's like there are not there are not too many movies where you know the fans of the original have been like wow that was great good job you know like congratulations you proved to you proved everybody wrong you can make a good successful uh movie that sold a lot that actually used the source material which is what we all wanted exactly it's like like i said a regular fan doesn't understand when the Joes go into this headquarters and they call it the pit. And you're like, but if you read the comics, you're like, fuck yeah, it's the Joe headquarters. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, or when you see a hiss tank or a water moccasin, it looks just like the toys you had. You're like, fuck yeah. <laughs> you know, that's cool, man. But, you know, obviously, I, I'm, you know, I can go on this about forever. But uh, I will say sure, sure. it was awesome. Characters were great. Rock is the man. Um, I'll leave you with, so, I'll leave yeah, you with right. this. Okay. I'll leave you with this. The guy who directed it, who just directed G.I. Joe Retaliation, is going mm-hmm. to be directing He-Man. What? Fuck yeah! <laughs> I'm I'm on board. What this guy what this guy did for G.I. Joe, and he's going to be in charge of He-Man, I, I got it. Put me in line. And he said for his He-Man interview, he was like, he's like, well, you know, we're real early involved in this, but we're trying to steer <laughs> away from the campiness from the cartoon. Mm-hmm. And I was like, perfect, man. Make it kind of serious, and we'll still enjoy it because, you know, even if you have someone named Merman or whatever trying to be serious, it's not serious, <laughs> but you're trying. That's the way to do it. 
I'm on board. You know, with this it's guy. like you can make mer- you can make merman a, like as serious as you want. That's totally fine, man. That's totally cool. Just don't have him be like your own artistic vision. Yeah, well, you know, just like when he shows up, he better sound like this, or yeah. you know, like he better have that merman voice. You know, and like and like the like even like the new cartoon. Uh, the the I think it was like 2003. He Man yeah. did a great job of bringing all those old classic characters and toys back in a way that made them awesome, but mm-hmm. was faithful. Well, this he did directly in an interview. He did mention Snake Men and Beast Men, so they might be involved. Okay. He didn't actually say Merman, but but the way that with with what this guy did for GI Joe Two, I am he's the man in charge for He Man, mm-hmm. and I'm on board with that. He, he should have said, like, dudes, Stinkor is the main character, and then we're going to have a too bad spinoff movie. There we go. The best thing he could do is not have Prince Adam. Just have He-Man be a character. That's true. Don't even focus on uh, Prince Adam. But, I mean, seriously, hit us up on our Facebook page if you want to talk G.I. Joe, man. You know, I tried really hard not to spoil anything, but, I mean, everything that happened was good. And I ain't saying it's the greatest movie of all time. I'm just saying it's mm-hmm. the G.I. Joe movie. I've always wanted, and I know more than anyone else out there about what we needed, and this is it. <laughs> My stamp of approval is greater than anyone else's stamp of approval just for this property. That's nice. So, <laughs> You know what I want to see in a, in a He-Man movie? Mm-hmm. I want them to finally play up the whole um, Prince Adam is fabulous, not fabulous kind of a deal. Um, I want Tila to be like such a hag on Prince Adam and to tell tell him all about like, oh, I just want to ride He-Man's large Thundercat into the, like, uh, to tomorrow, and Adam's like, nah, if only she knew my secret. I just like how everyone had, like, a really cool name in uh, Masters of the Universe, except mm-hmm. Evil Lynn. So, like, <laughs> yeah. she's just a bitch. Like, her real name's Lynn. We'll just call her Evil Lynn. It's like something you would say in high school. You know, oh, here comes Evil Renee. <laughs> it's like, what's <laughs> what's your crazy name, Evil Lynn? Oh, jeez. <laughs> I know you think you think she would have gotten like a better like you know, like she's like a sorceress she's like the star scream of that show. I knew lanes who were evil, so like it's, really, it's appropriate. <laughs> I knew this girl in college. Uh, everybody called her Crazy Marie, but mm. Crazy Marie was a little hot, so I tried to get with her, and she was always and I would, but I would always accidentally say to her face, "Oh hey, what's up, Crazy Marie?" Nice, because <laughs> that's how everybody referred to her. Uh-huh. So, but whenever, of course, she heard that, she would go crazy. So it was like, "Oh hey, hey, what's up, Crazy Marie?" Oh crap! And she'd be like, "What do you call me?" <laughs> Flipping out, dude. So I don't know. Maybe they could use that little nugget for you, He Man. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> how dare you call me Evelyn? Yeah. No, just own it, Lynn. Own it, Evil Lynn. Yeah, I know. So, dude, giant robots. The more images from Pacific Rim uh, got tossed out to the internet today. Mm. It looks good. Actually, they have uh, the new the new uh, posters ha- are basically like um, they like trading cards for all the giant robots. Oh, okay. Yeah, so they have like the power levels, like speed, strength, badassitude. And uh, and so and each each country it seems has their own giant robot that's represented. There's like Australia, China, United States, uh, UK or Europe maybe. Mm-hmm. But guess who's on top? Out of all of them, like one of the robots has like every category like maxed, really? and, like speed, strength, everything. I'm gonna look it up so I could read it to you. What uh, what country it's from? Yeah. It's and it's uh it's Australia, Australia to the max, man. That's cool. Yeah, I'm just like, whoa, all right. I guess Australia does uh they do have a lot of deadly creatures over there. 
It's true. I think, like, any snake in Australia can just kill you. Yeah, and they, I mean, it's the final resting place of the crocodile hunter. That ought to tell you something. Oh, exactly. Even he couldn't survive. No, dude, he took it to the heart. Ka-cha! Yeah, that was fucking deadly. So, yeah, I'm, I'm just fucking loaded right here. As you're looking that up, you know, mm. I, I always give up desserts for Lent, dessert soda and stuff like that. So today we're, oh, yeah, we're, taping, we're taping this on Easter and so I can, you know, finally eat desserts and stuff again. And uh, so I had this amazing creation. Uh, I probably talked about this before, but you take a muffin tin and you put cookie dough at the bottom and upside down peanut butter cup on top of that and then you pour in brownie mix and then you bake it. Mm. It was amazing. It's almost too good. It's literally almost too good. Like I ate one and I was like satisfied. <laughs> I ate a second one like 20 minutes later and it was it was too much. I was just wow. it was just too much, but it was that first one was fucking amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Well, I man, I had to have people, I had to have the internet remind me that it was uh Easter. Honestly, it's just been like like the last month it's just been a blur. Mm-hmm. Just been like, uh, all right, Waking up at 6 a.m., all right, got to get my morning in before it's time to take the baby uh, and feed him and feed him and just hang out with him so uh, so his mom can can have her own uh, special morning time, which is basically just more sleep. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, I'm telling you, dude, I can't even tell you who my favorite character on G.I. Joe was. Like, that, oh, Jinx was in there, you know, and she had, like, one of, she had the lights out scene with a blindfold over her eyes, which we see in the commercial, so I'm not spoiling it. Sure. You know, she was good in it. Ah, the Snake Eyes Storm Shadow shit was good. And it was actually very true to, like, the comic book storyline. I was very impressed. Mm-hmm. Like, they, I, you know, without spoiling it again, oh. they, uh, it was, it was pretty fucking good. And, um, no, uh, I stayed for half of the credits, you know, mm-hmm. waiting to see if there'd be a scene. I didn't see a scene. I didn't stay till the very end. But then I, like, Googled it after I, uh, got out of the movie theater. And I don't think there's a, you know, a special scene at the end to get you pumped. So, that's good. But, um, ah, so good, man. And, like, Cobra Commander's so awesome. And <laughs> it's like, I can't even be objective about this. I can't even, you know, like, I sound like the world's <laughs> worst movie reviewer, you know, because I'm just like, ugh, it's amazing. <laughs> but I just can't help it. It's that good. Did you just get out of the movie? Yeah, I just got out. Like, I got out, ate one of those cookie peanut butter cup brownies. And I was mm-hmm. like, bah! and then I just flew here. <laughs> it's like, so it's uh that was cool now in the credits they um like there's a couple of older joes in there too in the credits say um that clutch and grunt are also in there um so i guess if you look really hard they had a joe named mouse mouse i don't remember a joe named mouse so that must have been you know they just kind of created a dude but i don't know um, that either oh man it was it's fucking good yo it was so, all right. So, does this does GI Joe Retaliation, the movie that we waited for like a year for them to three Dify, uh, does this kick off the summer movie? Um, summer movies? No, it doesn't. Summer movie has to happen I mean, in spring's May. Spring's sort of not even here yet. No, yep. Summer movies have to happen in May. It's just March and April are now starting to get filled with filled with movies that are summer action movies. They're afraid mm-hmm. aren't gonna are gonna get squashed by the by the mega tentpole ones. Right. So yes, this would be a good movie to watch in the summer. But I'm glad that they put it out here. It had the like, second biggest ever Easter opening, and stuff. So it was a good spot for it. So, but no, it was man, fucking Cobra, 
all over the place with the actual banners and stuff. <laughs> oh, I got it. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Yeah, so they they have all the all the Pacific Rim robots. I think there's five total. Mm-hmm. So there's one from Australia, Japan, USA, Russia, China. You know, all the giant uh, Pacific Rim countries. Mm-hmm. They all have their own killer robot, and uh, and Japan is like the weakest one. They, so all the posters have like. Um, here, I'll, I'll, I'll give you a quick link. Oh, that's almost disrespectful, man. Japan invented killer robots. I know, dude, I know. It's just, little, well, it's it's interesting. It makes me think like, about, like, hmm, how are they going to play this? You know, there's a there's a kaiju kill count on each one. Japan only has two, two down. And, they're, and like, their speed, power, and armor are, like, only about, like, halfway up. Meanwhile, Australia has, like, everything maxed, 11 kaijus down. Mm. They're just, like... The kaiju destroyers, man. Uh, I'm not going to sleep on Japan, though. I'm going to assume that maybe they're going to step up in the movie or something then. Oh, exactly. Oh, and it looks like Russia has just this giant beast with a speed of three, but, like, power and armor maxed out. So the thing is just, like, this giant arm and giant head. It looks like it's just going to take forever to move. So So maybe maybe Japan's just super speedy. So Russia has, like, the Zangief of killer robots. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Don't let them like grab you. Yeah, here's that fucking spin pile driver shit. Mm-hmm. I hope that I hope that Russia's robot has like just mountains of chest hair glued onto the front of the chassis, <laughs> the Zangief <laughs> chest patch. Hell yeah! Actually, it it looks like it has a giant cannon for a head. Ooh, I like that too. <laughs> I mean, I, I've been I've been keeping them on my robot combat league, so it's pretty awesome. By the way, Axe did advance through the first round. Nice. Yeah, he like his axe head actually can chop forward. His head actually got knocked off his body at one point in the fight. <laughs> yeah, but uh, he kept going and he just trashed his uh, his adversary. I want the I want to see the axe launch at the enemy. That's what I want. Well, like they they have a button and the axe head like like lurches forward and chops the robot. It's pretty cool. Cool. But the Decepticon looking one advanced. Um. The U.S. military robot one got crushed. One of them just got broken in half. It was awesome. <laughs> like, just bent at the waist. And so, I mean, this, this is pretty cool, dude. Like, I, it's wow. a sci-fi channel. Still, you know, I just record them on Tuesday nights, and I just watch them on, like, Saturday mornings. That's about when you should watch them. So they are pretty good. No, it sounds great. That, that were, it's funny whenever I listen to this podcast or whenever we're recording it anyway, I'm just like thinking, oh yeah, this is like what I should be uh, what I should be watching and listening to. I've been, I went and found I was like looking for like some kind of show to like you know like with enough interest like something that I had been putting off watching for a while, mm-hmm. um, and so I decided to check out this anime called Gantz. Okay, it's uh, G G A N T Z. It was an animated show. <laughs> what? It's, that's how like the movie Ants is spelled from like the late nineties, except there's a G in front of it, like it's gay ants or something. Like starring Woody Allen and Sylvester Stallone. Gay if ants. If only Gants. I mean that that movie was so bad and the Danny Glover, wait, 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 and there was like a ton of celebrity cameos. Yeah, they, they were all pretty bad. Oh, it was bad. But the funny thing was it was at this it came out at the same exact time as a Bug's Life, Disney's yes. movie. So it was like this dueling movies where like two somebody stole somebody's great idea and mm-hmm. they said up yours we'll release it anyway yeah. and they both released it at the same time and one of them was okay and the other sucked which just happened with oh. uh, White House terrorist movies 
Really? Yep. Two weeks ago, Olympus has fallen, where Gerard Butler has to save the president from terrorists. And mm-hmm. this summer is White House Down, where Channing Tatum must save the president from uh, terrorists. What? What? So wait, Olympus has fallen and White House down? Yes. Yeah, so here's what we're going to do. Me and you are going to wait till they come out in video on DVD. And maybe like mm-hmm. this Christmas, we're going to watch them back to back and then do a podcast. Maybe we should watch them at the same time. We, you know, basically, yeah. <laughs> so I, I'm pumped. I think we should make an afternoon of it, watch them both, and just, you know, just really weigh in on what was the best. So I know Channing Tatum. I think that's a good idea. When Channing Tatum saves the president, the president is Jamie Foxx. Oh. And when Gerard Butler has to save the president, we said before it's Aaron Eckhart, a.k.a. Two-Face. So, Interesting. But Morgan Freeman is like uh, Secretary of State or something. Right. Well, Morgan so, Freeman has to come in and, you know, yeah. save the day. So, you know, we'll have to, like, come up with some statistical categories to decide what was the better movie. But, yeah, you know, coming out within a couple months of each other. That's interesting. Wow. Well, well, so so this series, Gantz, mm-hmm. uh, I, got, I got into it about, like, episode three of 26, and I stopped watching, sadly. It had so much hype, Eric. Like, this, uh, it has such a great concept, but I feel like it suffers from Dragon Ball Z-itis. Ooh. Or Naruto itis is more like it now. Now that D- DBZ has redeemed itself with Kai, so mm-hmm. now it's just uh, Naruto, which is, it just is the worst in terms of like drawing out, um, like a, it, it it makes something out of nothing. There's filler arcs where like five episodes, nothing happens, mm. and you're just waiting from episode to episode, and nothing's happening. Somebody's powering up for five minutes, or somebody's thinking about what's happening for way too long. So um, I got to episode three and realized, oh my god, this series, like, what I've seen so far could have been the first five pages of a comic. Mm. Like, everything that happened up to that point, it was awesome, but I was just like, god, I, you know, I, that should have been, like, five pages. I didn't need three whole episodes and people, like, talking about what's happening and, like, all these different character developments going on. Just, like, just just. Give me the straight-up meat, man. Yeah, especially in this day and age. I mean, at least Dragon Ball Z was made in the early 90s. Nowadays, you know, we can only watch something for four minutes on YouTube, and, you know, music <laughs> videos got to be quick cuts to the fact, you know, almost give you, like, a seizure. It's like, you know, this is the wrong day and age to drag shit out. <laughs> I know, but it's, it, you know, for a long time, it was just standard practice in, like, TV series and in comics in Japan because publishers would would force like uh like really popular artists like akira akira toriyama to continue on popular like comics Mm -hmm. you know he like he wanted to kill off dragon ball z at like a certain at like the end of frieza i think and they were like nope too popular you must continue Mm -hmm. the same thing happened to like fushigi yugi and a bunch of other properties but uh, i feel like culturally japan uh, like the the West, uh, what do I want to say? I don't want to say like Japan's like five years uh, slower than the West, but like stuff here that happens like culturally mm-hmm. um, is reflected like five years from now in Japan. Well, I mean Mexico is like twenty years behind us. Yeah, I mean if you ever well, if you ever try and watch Mexico <laughs> television, like <laughs> it's whew. although Mexican Mexican soap operas and Indian soap operas, I feel like are at the same exact level right now. Don't ask me how I know. Mm. Yeah. So. So uh, the the really cool thing is though, um, even though the the, the anime kind of petered petered out for me, the concept is so awesome, Eric, that they uh, they actually turned this uh, turned the uh, the comic it was based on into a movie. Mm, okay. So I feel like all right, they they're, they're going to condense everything instead of stretching it out, since they only have like an hour and a half, maybe two hours to do the whole movie. Right. It should be like the whole like first arc of the comic. Mm-hmm. 
So let me tell you a little about this, so maybe it'll whet your appetite, because I'm definitely going to go find it online somewhere and watch this movie. It's basically It basically starts out with um, a bunch of people, including our main character, dying in like a crazy way. Like He gets hit by a subway train and like his body just explodes into this crazy fountain of gore, and he dies right off the bat, but he's suddenly resurrected in, um, in this dingy apartment. And there's a bunch of other strangers around that all are like, hey, wait a second, I was dead a second ago. And there's this giant black orb sitting there with them. So, so far, Yu Yu Hakusho. Yes. <laughs> except except when they're kind of wondering, is this the afterlife? Uh-huh. Uh, like, what's what's happening? Some of the guys get into a fight. There's a girl. One of the guys tries to rape the girl. It's uh-huh. like, oh, oh, God. You know, like, well, what do you do when you feel like it's the afterlife, you know? Uh-huh. And basically all rules are off. Then the giant orb cracks apart. And they see, like, that not only is there, like, uh, somebody inside who looks like he's hooked up into life support. Mm -hmm. But there's, like, guns. Guns and armor. And the orb gives them a message telling them that there's there's somebody that they need to kill in the next hour. Mm -hmm. And they're like, and it says, basically, your lives belong to me now. Go kill this guy. And they're all teleported to a location in Japan with this mission to to assassinate someone, and it kind of goes from there. And you're kind of and all the characters have to deal with. Well, I was dead a second ago. One of the guys, uh, this old man, had died of cancer, and he's like, I don't, I'm not in pain anymore. You know, so it's it's it definitely messes with you in terms of like like is this the afterlife? Is this just a dream? You know, and uh, mm-hmm. and I thought it was pretty interesting. And then by episode three, I was just like, God, they're still not off the first mission yet. Come on. Mm. So I think I'm going to find it, download it. I still, I'm still waiting on, I downloaded the um, the new uh, Stephen Chow movie, The Journey to the West, Conquering right. the Demons. I still haven't found time to watch it, man. But that'll that's coming up next. And, um, and I finally watched with my wife the first 10 minutes of uh, Empire Strikes Back. Okay, <laughs> she had she hadn't seen it. Why only do ten minutes then? Like that's gonna mess it up for her. Be- because she fell asleep. Ah, <laughs> oh. no, we're just you know come on. We we have like a new baby, and she her thing is you know she always just falls asleep during movies, right. whereas I always stay awake. Right, but this is your fault then. You should have known that and not made her watch Empire Strikes Back right now. This is the wrong time to watch it. No, this is perfect time. It's perfect what? time. Not if you fall asleep ten minutes in, dude. No, see, that's the thing is, like, I know for us, it's, like, it's sacrilegious to fall asleep during a movie, especially, like, breaking it up like that. Mm-hmm. But to for somebody who's never seen Star Wars, like, or, you know, like, a movie, a big franchise, sometimes that's the only way. It was just fuck you with know? her when she wakes up, like, how did it end? Well, you know, you know the wampum monster killed Luke, and the probe droid <laughs> called in the Empire, and they bombed the shit out of Hoth, and it ended. Yeah, we, we only got to, we only got to um, the probe droid, basically. Mm-hmm. But it's very interesting for me to break it up kind of episodically, you know, to be like, okay, Star Wars uh, Movie 2, Episode 1, this happens. Right. (laughs) And for her, it's just like, all right, all right, we're just going to do like a quick refresher about like what happened and then we'll continue. Mm -hmm. And that way she'll actually watch the movie. And watching the original, the unaltered uh, 1980 print is so awesome. Mm. Man, it's just so great watching it and feeling like... Yeah, this movie was like technologically great. Why the hell would they ruin the historical significance of how good this was with like all the the edits and the retakes and the remakes? That's okay. J.J. Abrams is fixing everything right now. Yeah, thank goodness <laughs> for people like him. He's fixing it. Um, I'm placing my faith in it. 
And, right. and if not, we'll bring in the director from G.I. Joe 2. That's right. Oh, here's another great moment. <clears throat> you know, some humor, but just sprinkled in, not like fucking overly obvious. Zartan goes, you know, they call it waterboarding, but personally, I was never bored. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> that was awesome. Just malicious. Damn. Just malicious. I'm not going to tell you who he was torturing. Well, of course not. <laughs> but I fucking love that. I was like, yes. Fucking throw your balls everywhere. <laughs> you say shit like that. That's good, man. That's good. Oh, fucking love that movie. Yeah. I've also been work. Yeah, I mean, I, I I won't tell you much about it, but I I've also been working on that visual novel. Right. Man, I bet I I posted a screenshot on our Facebook wall. I've been coding actually, and I used to do web pages, uh, mm-hmm. websites a, like a while back, and thank goodness for that, man. Where I'll be totally clueless when it comes to coding. Mm-hmm. But it's pretty cool. There's a program called RenP, and it's basically it's it's a program that helps you create other programs, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. So it's basically it basically navigates this uh, programming language called Python in a way that's easy for you to understand. That's cool. So I feel like I'm on my way. I have like part one, act one down. You know, pretty nice. happy with it. And now I now I'm at that point in all visual novels where you have to split into like five different stories. So. Mm-hmm. Once it happens, I'll start coding, and then boom, it'll be up on a Facebook wall. Nice. Yeah, not not anytime soon though. Right. <laughs> That's okay. My uh, my book will probably be on sale in in May. So really, yeah, the superhero novel. Exactly. So it's pretty much in done, and just uh, just kind of going through a couple of motions with Amazon. So awesome. So they can buy in that and watch it or read it and stuff and. Then by the time uh, they're done with that, then they can move on to your awesome stuff. Dude, will so. it be another uh, dollar release? Well, that's kind of awkward to ask. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I just mean like, all right, so so let let's let me just set the story. So the first book you ever released, right? It was it was an awesome read. It was right. quick. It was fun. It was dirty. It was dollar. Right. Well, it was it, it, was, it was our introduction into. How awesome of an author you are. Fat Vampire Slayer was for the fans of the Jumpman podcast. Everything yes. about that book was all just callbacks from our show. And it was uh, put on sale for 99 cents, which is the minimum you can charge, as like a thank you to all the fans for listening to our show. Mm-hmm. The book that I'm writing now is just a book that I've been writing. So okay. it doesn't have anything to do with the, with the Jumpman podcast. Although if you enjoy our show, you might enjoy this book. Um, I, it's three times longer. Then the short story ah. that Fat Vampire Slayer was, so it's, you know, I'm not going to charge 99 cents for it because, you know, there's a lot more work that went into it. But it'll probably end up costing like two ninety nine. Sure. It's still cheaper than fucking anything else, you know, <laughs> <laughs> except for maybe like a alleyway blowjob or something from <laughs> some like disgusting hookah. And, and that just costs you your dignity. Yeah. So, you know, it'll still be, it won't be 99 cents because I put way too much work into it. Uh, and, and, it's, and it's a full-length novel, but it will be very affordable, probably like two ninety-nine or something. So, cool. Well, I'm pumped. Yeah, it'll be cool. Yeah, look forward to that in May. I'm just kind of doing a, a couple little tweaks right now to make sure it looks okay when it gets launched. So, great. It's gonna be great. Cool. So, oh, we got to have a shout out. Uh, pay our respects. Not that he's dead, but respect Bruce Tim. <laughs> you just reported that Bruce Tim has left DC Animation, the, aka the Godfather yeah. of Awesome. I mean, we we got to see him at the last New York Comic Con, mm-hmm. and you know, just like just like flipping through his resume, everything that he's been involved in, 
you know, um, all the things that he's uh, produced and executive produced. It's just kind of amazing. Yeah, I mean, all the DC animated movies, basically. Batman the Animated Series, Superman the Animated Series, Justice League, Batman Beyond, Green Lantern the Animated Series, and they said he ended on the high note of the Dark Knight Returns movie, which was pretty fucking awesome. Yeah. Like, he basically built them up from the from nothing. So, bummer that they had to leave, but at the same time, 20 years of just awesomeness. Yeah, it's it's just crazy, but it's but it's like, you know, it just shows the strength of one person and their vision, you know, to yep. make, like, awesome decisions. And, of course, now that he's gone, it does leave a little bit of a vacuum. And so mm-hmm. I nominate, and uh, uh, many others have already has said this nomination. It's not like I'm coming out of nowhere, like I'm so awesome or anything. But I clearly nominate the two people that were responsible for creating Young Justice and Spectacular Spider-Man. Basically, the two best cartoons from the last five years. Mm-hmm. So those guys should take over. Word. I forget their exact names, like Greg Weissman and uh, another dude. No disrespect. But Spectac- <laughs> Spectacular Man. Spectacular Spider Man was fucking awesome. We're not talking about the new one, Ultimate Spider Man, you know, that's on now that's very polarizing. Spectacular Spider Man five years ago and Young Justice. Those guys are awesome. They should uh, be given a higher position in DC Animated Universe. Yes. Wow. That, that, was, that was a very politically correct way to say that the new spider-man sucks balls eric i mean i was like the only guy willing to kind of hang in there you know Mm -hmm. i was trying to say well you know i don't really it's not great but there's some pretty awesome moments but i mean the second season is like even i've kind of stopped watching so really yeah yeah it's just or the the stuff the same antics have just kind of gotten old i think but it's Mm -hmm. more about like now it's more about like the guest stars you know, like, right. the guest stars are kind of cool, like Hawkeye and stuff, but it just can't make it on Spider-Man and his amazing friends alone anymore. You know, they, the best, like, when the best part is the guest stars, that's kind of, you know, yeah. Well, I mean, there was always, they were always pushing that Wolverine episode. That, that was like, so good, though. Hard. That was so good. And the villains <laughs> no, just hard, they got, like, they had the Sinister Six, and it was just like, <laughs> so... That's really too bad. Yeah, but, you know, but Spectacular Spider-Man, just go watch that on YouTube or, you know, cartoonsonline.com or whatever, because that was awesome. Mm. So. Word. So, anyways, thanks, gonna, thanks Bruce Tim. Yeah, you know, big big respect, man, and I just really, I just really hope that they continue with somebody that makes as good of decisions as he did. Yeah, he was pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean... <laughs> That's all I got to say, man. Unless you want me to talk about GI Joe for another half hour, which I will. <laughs> if you no, want, I should me probably to. just watch the movie. <laughs> this was good. Like I said, it ain't the greatest movie of all time, but it's if you love GI Joe, you will not be disappointed. Of course, that's no, all I that think, matters. I, I think this is the only geek podcast on the planet right now that's not like gushing about Bioshock Infinite right now right which you know I heard was good and the trailers look pretty awesome and stuff but you know well, I mean well people are people are saying that like it lives up to the hype 10 out of 10 and it's one of the greatest games ever made like basically the same things they were saying about the original Bioshock well but basically but the reason I'm not into <laughs> video games as much is just because I'm so into television and movies that mm-hmm. takes my nerd time up and that, right. and so it's not like I hate video games or anything. It's just I love TVs and movies so much. I get so into that that I don't have any extra time to do video games. So hopefully, our other brother from Northern Ireland, V Gaming, mm-hmm. uh, check out V Gaming on Facebook, dudes, and YouTube. 
uh, hopefully V Gaming jumps into Bioshock, and then if he if he's like super into it and stuff, then I I really feel nowadays it. I'm gonna turn to V Gaming to kind of get like some previews, get some insight to the good games before I make like a video game purchaser decision. Oh, absolutely! No, he uh, he he dropped he <laughs> he had like um like a let's play mm-hmm. of I don't know what that game is called, uh, Scarlet something. Right. It, you might as well just call it like Scarlet TNA. Yes. It's like it's a free to play like uh, MMO that's mm-hmm. online, but it's like basically just no shame, just like all females, all boobs. Uh, slight nip shots hanging out all the time mm-hmm. like for every single character I like and it. it's just kind of like insanely dumb but i was like well good on you you know i don't have a pc only have a mac and it's not uh for mac so he was able to just wade through it and just listening to him groan while playing actually was my favorite part of his review yeah big gaming is pretty awesome definitely highly recommend it if you want you know to check out a game like thoroughly before you know buying it and just make a decision you know i would definitely go to b gaming it's pretty cool Ah, exactly so anyway all right dudes i think that wraps it up for us um i'm chad this is eric uh we're a weekly video game slash movie slash 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 cobra podcast uh you can check us out on retrowaretv.com eldergeek.com uh, we're on iTunes. You can subscribe to us. And of course, if you go to jumpmenpodcast.com, all our shows are archived there. And uh, uh, please friend us on Facebook. We're throwing nerd nuggets out to you every single day. Yeah, Facebook is your avenue to tell us, you know, to disagree with me about G.I. Joe or to send me some awesome uh, Nick Cage URLs or anything like that. You know, it's, it's a fun, <laughs> fun way to uh, hang out with our fans and talk about stupid shit. So I enjoy that. I look forward to it every week. All right, thanks to all the maniacs who post on there all the time. You know who you are. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and we'll see you online. Yo, Joe!